Resveratrol has been hitting the headlines again lately, with data presented by a team of UK-based scientists grabbing global attention thanks to claims that it could cut the risk of cancer by half. While many of those headlines have overplayed the research, the findings of the study, which was presented at the Resveratrol 2012 conference last week, are still important and could hold a lot of promise. I'm Nathan Gray reporting for Nutri Ingredients, and I'm joined by the lead researcher behind that study, Professor Karen Brown from the University of Leicester. Thanks for joining me, Karen. Perhaps we can start with you just introducing a little bit about your research into this area. So the big aim of our research is to try and develop resveratrol for something uh, people can take to prevent cancer. Um, we primarily focus on uh, bowel cancer, colorectal cancer, um, and we've been working on it, on it for the last 12 years or so and done a lot of early phase clinical trials trying to assess safety, um, what the potential side effect profile is, what doses people can tolerate, um, and looking at where it goes in the body, so giving um, do single doses or multiple doses to people and seeing how much gets into the plasma, how it gets metabolized, does it get to the target tissues that we want it to get to, such as the colon and the prostate, because uh, both of those are, are tissues where we think it might potentially be able to prevent uh, cancer. Okay, and so what's your research shown so far? More recently, we showed that resveratrol at tiny doses can get to these target tissues and gets into the blood. Um, we compared in that study a dose that uh, could be achieved from a couple of glasses of red wine um, with a high dose that we previously used in our clinical trials. So there was a factor of 200-fold difference between these doses. And having shown that it gets to the tissues, we wanted to see whether the low dose might be effective at preventing cancer. And how did you test this? So we tested it in our mouse model of colorectal cancer. Um, and these mice spontaneously developed tumours in their intestine. And we gave them the low dose and the high dose equivalent to what we'd used in humans. And we found, to our amazement, that the low dose was more effective than the high dose at preventing these tumours. But it only worked uh, when we gave them a high-fat diet. When we gave them a standard diet, we didn't see that protection from the low dose and, and not really much of an effect at either dose. And that seems to be consistent with what other people have reported at this conference, that resveratrol just seems to protect against the effects of high fat uh, for, for many different diseases. And so this is the research where the headline grabbing 50% cutting cancer comes from? Yep, so the, we, we fed the mice in their diet resveratrol for, it was between 12 and 14 weeks, and um, then at the end of the study you count the number of tumours they've got and you can measure the size of the tumours, and we found um, like a, about a halving in the number and the size with the low dose. Um, obviously this is a very um, basic laboratory model. It, doesn't equate to effects that happen in humans as far as we know at the moment so this is yes really only in our in our lab models but we have also looked at we, we've got cells that were originally derived from these mice from their adenomas in their intestine and we've done a lot of mechanistic studies in those and again we keep seeing this dose response that looks like a a U-shape or a bell-shaped curve with lower doses or lower concentrations being more effective than higher concentrations. So it's a consistent pattern that we keep seeing in, in our laboratory models. Okay, and how do you think these promising findings in animal models will translate into humans? Yes, that is a big question and that is that is something we, we want to do. Our intention is in a 
well, we're leading up to a clinical trial in patients. So we've done all the groundwork um, in terms of assessing safety and pharmacokinetics, and now we do want to do that efficacy or, or pharmacodynamic trial to see whether resveratrol changes anything in people. Um, so we have planned in a couple of years' time a study where we'll take uh, people that are at high risk for developing colorectal cancer, so they will have had polyps that have been detected by screening, they'll have them taken away, they'll have through surgery, and then um, we'll intervene, we'll give them resveratrol for a year, they'll come back and we'll take blood periodically, analyse the blood and see whether we can detect any changes that might be consistent with the mechanisms that we've seen in our laboratory models. And at the end of that year, we'll also look to see whether we might... Um, see an effect on adenoma reoccurrence because they're at high risk for it reoccurring. It probably will be that the study is too small to see a clinical effect, even if there is one, but we'll, we'll obviously have a look and see whether there's an indication. Okay, well, some really interesting findings there, and I, for one, am looking forward to hearing more on your follow-up studies once they're completed. This is Nathan Gray reporting for Nutrient Ingredients. Ingredients.